Blog Talk Radio. Urban Glory Radio. Simply Glory. Well, good evening. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I was glad when they said to me, let's have church. And we are the church, so we know we don't have ourselves, but we do know that God has enabled us to study the word of God together so that way we can attain great insight in the word of God. Yes. Thank you. So tonight, I want to deviate from our series and I want to teach on a subject that I haven't taught on on the broadcast, um, but I think it's good for your hearing for you to um, learn from it. I'm just going to go with it until we are out of time. I'm going to flow with it. I've got a lot of information that I want to give you, but I think it's a great foundational teaching uh, that helps um, reinforce the theme of the year, manifesting sonship is what we're talking about this particular year. We're using various subjects to bring out our identification found in Jesus Christ. And so tonight I want to talk on a foundational teaching, uh, which is really uh, uh, learning the fundamentals of the mind of Christ. And um, I want to talk about spiritual mastermind, spiritual mastermind, becoming a spiritual mentalist. Let's pray and get right into the lesson. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day, knowing that this is the day that you have made me rejoice and are glad. We thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. It is the authority of your word that gives me confidence to make boldly known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do mean and depend on the Holy Spirit as educator and guide to give me clear articulation of speech and deliberation of thought as I make manifold known the wisdom of God. Holy Spirit, I say have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint the people's ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And, Father, everything that shall be accomplished and revealed, you be glorified. It is in the name of Jesus that we do praise you and give you glory. In Jesus' precious name, amen. We're going to be talking about spiritual masterminds. Let's go straight into the lesson. Turn with me to Romans chapter 8. <coughs> Excuse me. Romans chapter 8. As we begin, spiritual Master month. Amen. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of, of life in Christ Jesus have made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are after the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but are in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is not of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin 
but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that has raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, we shall die. But if we through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, we shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage against the fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bear witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, and heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Amen. Well, the purpose of this particular teaching is to explore the superiority of Christianity through Christ and is to identify spiritual principles that enhance the Christian life by serving as a, a coach of faith. So in this particular time, I want to challenge you uh, to systematically outline the divine mind and, and, and promote transformation. And so in the particular passage, we, we, we see several things, and I want to give you scriptures, so let's begin to take our notes at this particular point. Uh, to be spiritually minded uh, is life. Let's go to Romans 8, 6, 4. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life. And we, we need to understand these particular passages. So number one is Romans 8, 6. To be spiritually minded is life. And the life of a believer is to be spiritually minded. Number two, the natural man cannot obtain the things of God, neither does he know him. First Corinthians chapter 2, verses 12 through 14. And thirdly, the, the call, uh, it is God that causes us both to will and to do our good pleasure. So God's relationship does transform our mind, according to Philippians 2.13 and Romans 12, uh, Romans uh, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Now, there are five revelations of the divine mind. God has ordained that we should live a godly life, and, and the spiritual-led life is life to God. So when we allow the Spirit of God to lead and guide us into the truth that we should know through the power of the Holy Spirit, and he will enlighten our minds to exist in the nature of God, therefore becoming spiritual mentalists. And what I mean by that is we empower the mind with the authority of the Holy Spirit that resides on the inside of us which causes us to move, to live, and have our identity trained in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and as we explore uh, what that mind is, um, we will find some relevant things. Refer with me to Philippians chapter 2, um, because I want to break down exactly what the mind of Christ is, because there's a lot of things that are being said uh, but we really have not done a healthy uh, uh, discussion on exactly what is the mind of Christ. And tonight we want to answer that question 
um, through giving the revelation of the anatomy of Christ's mind. Let me read another passage of Scripture found in Philippians, Philippians chapter 2. We're going to old school tonight. But we're going to learn a whole lot from the Scriptures, and the Scriptures will give clarity on the mind of Christ. We're going to look at the anatomy of the Christian mind or the mind of Christ. Remember I said in previous teachings that Christ is not Jesus' last name, but it is indicative when we see it in Scripture. It indicates that it is the authority of the Lord that was within him or the spirit that was in him, his nature, his divine nature, which he dispersed to us through the Holy Spirit. Now, so uh, in, in Corinthians, we want to we want to look at 5 through 11, and I'll read right quick. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, father not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking on the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men, and being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death on the cross. Wherefore God hath also hath highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at that name of Jesus every knee should bow in it, and, and the things in heaven and the things in earth and the things under the earth, that, at, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of God. Father, wherefore, beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not only in my presence only, but how much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is, it is God which worketh both in you to will and to do of his good pleasure. Amen. Now, here we see a depiction or a, 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 a systematic uh, way to be to, to discover the mind of Christ. And um, the Lord has really uh, given a very clear uh, five attributes, if you will, to the divine mind. This is what Jesus operated in on the earth, how he conducted his affairs. He thought it, uh, he, he being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation in taking on the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man and being found in the fashion of the man who humbled himself and he became obedient unto death, even the death on the cross, wherefore God so highly exalted. So we learn here five things about the Lord Jesus and that, and that is what we should seek to adapt uh, as a way of life when we take on his nature as our existence. And we know Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, we are saved. Saved from what? We are saved from the corruption that is in the world. We've escaped it from being enlightened by his spirit um, and by his nature and by his character. And, and that nature is expressed to us in Philippians chapter 2, and it reveals, number one, that Christ had a God consciousness. Number one, he had a God consciousness. And that means that he was united with God in spirit. That he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So he, had, he was united in spirit. He was unyielding in his devotion to God. 
He was unyielded and yielded in his devotion to God. He thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. And he was uncommon he was uncommon in reflecting the orders of God. So here we see that he was united to God in spirit. He was unyieldingly devoted to God, and he was uncommon in his reflection of God. Amen. Secondly, we see that Christ had a character of humility, a character of humility. This is the anatomy of the mind of Christ. So when you, when you talk about, you know, you've got to take on the Lord Jesus, you know, and, and represent him, now you can have a a clear-cut explanation as to exactly what that means. It means you develop a God consciousness. And, it, and then it also means that you develop a character of humility. He didn't let power get to his head. He didn't let people change his directors or his head. And he didn't let his passion distort the focus of his head. He was focused on God's will, even to obedience of death on the cross. Thirdly, we see that Christ had a, uh, a core uh, 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 source. Uh, he had a course of compassion through service. Right? He, it says, and being found in the fashion of the man, he humbled himself and became obedient even to death on the cross. And then in verse 7 it says, and he took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. So he was willing to serve as the example. He was willing to see others succeed, and he was willing to sacrifice for the greater good. So when we talk about developing the mind of Christ, that's what we want, we want to have. We want to have a God consciousness. We want to have a character of humility, and we want to have a course of compassion through serving, just like our Lord Jesus. So I challenge you today that if you profess to be a Christian, to learn what it's all about by becoming a spiritual mastermind. Not looking at things from a natural perspective, but from a spiritual perspective. And the word of God introduces us to the Holy Spirit as the example. Amen? Now, fourthly, Christ had a complete uh, uh, compliance to the orders of God. He had complete compliance to God, and that was that he accepted God's word as authority. He believed God's ways as his ordeal, and he only confessed God's wisdom only. He only said what his father said, and he only did what his father told him to do. So his relationship with God set him up to be in complete compliance to God. So we see that he had a God consciousness, a character of humility, a course of compassion through service. He had, uh, he had complete compliance to God. And fifthly, he had the courage to face his cross and confidence. Now, to face his cross, he faced opposition without fear. He found a heart to die for what he believed, and then he freed his mind of, of, the, of the attack of King. He realized that he could do all things through the power that was invested in him because God had enabled him to perform great wonders. And as Jesus is, so are we in this world. God has equipped us with these same attributes, abilities, and alternatives to attain the God 
kind of life. Now, I want to challenge you briefly to develop a, a strong, to, to develop this mentality, you got to activate a prayer life. So you got to find the secret place. Let's go to Psalms 91. I think it's good every once in a while to give you the word of God because the word of God is the power of God that enables us to experience his salvation. And so as we read the word of God, I pray that you're blessed uh, and that it will provoke you to study God's word even the more. You know, Psalms 91 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under thee a shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and the, from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the error that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth in the news day. A thousand shall fall at thy one side and 10,000 in thy right hand, but it shall not come by thee. Only with thine eyes shall I behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his charge, his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Thou shalt bear thee up in thy hands, which thou dast thy foot against the soul. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the head of the young lion, and the dragon shall thou trample on the foot, because he hath set his love upon me. Therefore will I deliver him, and I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him, and I will be with him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. Will I satisfy satisfy him and show him my salvation. That is a confidence that anyone who has the mind of Christ can pull on in the time and we, and we spot this through prayer. This was a psalm of David, a prayer of adoration and praise in God's confidence because he dwells in the secret place. And so in the second part, I want to give you a challenge to dwell in the secret place. And to, become a, and, and to become a master of prayer. The secret place is a place uh, of empowered prayer life that attains wisdom for God, uh, for God to live in the place of, of, of God's nature and work in your life. And there's simple uh, uh, things that we can understand from the secret place. We can understand the presence of God. We can understand the promise of God. But ultimately, we want to experience the power of God. And, and the way that is done is by allowing the laws of, of the secret place to be evident in our life, that those that seek them, find. We got to seek first, Matthew 6, 33, uh, says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things shall be added unto you. You cannot seek and acquire his righteousness without being amidst his presence. And it is the presence of God that releases the promises of God, and you will experience the power of God, and it's activated through prayer. And so we see the law of seeking. We see the law of sacrifice. We see the law of supplication when we talk about prayer. Now, briefly, for the rest of the lesson, I'm going to teach you on prayer, and then I'm going to close in prayer. We're going to expect and come in agreement that as we learn how to pray, and I'm telling you we're in a season today where we have to pray. 
like never before. We have to develop intimacy and get to another level of prayer that I'm going to talk about at the end of this lesson. Now, three things that you can do to establish a prayer life. You need to talk to God realistically. You need to trust God's word. And then you need to take time to pray to God daily and consistently. You know, it is a sin not to pray. And one day I'll take you to the depths of prayer. And I would encourage you to look at our series, Empowering the Preacher's Prayer Life and Empowering Your Personal Prayer Life. We do have teaching on that. But let's go for a golden life uh, found and discovered in the secret place. God intended for our walk to be full of his life, his light, and his love. I said God intended for our walk to be full of his light, his light, and his love. And there are things that we can do to let the life of God happen. And that is first, thank God every day for giving us life. Then we need to train our eyes to see life over death. We have to trust the truth that is found in his way of life, and we've got to take advantage of the knowledge of God and then take and, and trip not at the tricks of the enemy to rob us from living the life of God. And there are enemies to the life of God. The enemies of the life of God are fear, are faith, are faithlessness, are a lack of forgiveness. We need to allow those things to be eradicated from our life. Now, when you, when you talk about developing and spirit the life of God, the life of God is activated through prayer, but we need to understand that the life of God has elements to it. It has the love for truth. It has love in not the world. It has love for others. It has love for righteousness, and it has love that is shown in thee. The love of God has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy God. Holy Ghost, so that we can experience the God kind of life. When, we, when, when that does not happen in the life of a Christian, uh, we, we, we miss out on the Christian experience. So things that you need to understand should happen when you, are a, when you say that you are a Christian, that you have the mind of Christ, you should be experiencing the power and the evidence of the secret place. God's provision, God's protection based on God's promises and the working of God's mighty power, you should experience the supernatural. You should have enlightenment for your mind, no longer conform to the ways of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you should have encouragement to exist, and then evidence for your faith, and then an energy that causes you to be steadfast, unmovable, but always abounding in the words of the Lord. So how do we, with this, all this understanding that we just learned real briefly, let's empower prayer. Oh, um, in Matthew 6 and uh, 21 and uh, uh, James 5, we see uh, the basics of prayer, the genesis of a prayer life explained. So prayer is, uh, number one, communication with God. It's communication with God. And there are revelations to prayer that we need to understand. Prayer becomes a reality uh, of your relationship with God. Prayer is based on your knowledge of applying God's word to your life practically, and it, and it belongs to God. Prayer belongs to God. It is not the devil. Now, this is something that I want to always tell you. You should not be praying to the devil. And a lot of times, some people, you know, they, because they're so theatrical, you know, they start Satan, I'm this and this and this. You're not talking to Satan when you pray. You're talking to God. Now, after you pray, if you want to bind and loose, uh, or you want to bind the devil and loose the, the virtues of the Holy Spirit, that's one thing, but you don't pray to the devil. You cast the devil out. You command the devil to take his right place in the seat of hell, which he's ordained, or rest under your feet. 
as being more than a conqueror through Christ, but you never pray to the devil. Uh, prayer belongs to God, not to the devil. We never bind and loose demonic. Uh, uh, we bind and loose the demonic influences, but we never pray to it. And then prayer is a brilliant uh, to the brain when the mind submits to the will of the spirit. Prayer advances itself through fasting. So there are three challenges that we need to have. The challenges of changing our language of faith, the challenge of changing uh, uh, religious fillers for faith, and the challenge of creating focus in life through faith. And faith uh, pleases God. It's set to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Anyone that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder to them that diligently seek him. And we seek God by activating the prayer life. And there are enemies to prayer. The enemy to prayer is praying religiously, praying religiously, just doing it because it, it seems like it's the right thing to do. Number two, praying for others uh, to see you pray. That just destroys your prayer life because prayer is directed to communication with God and then praying for self-ambition, making your wish list. Prayer is communication with God. It is not a request making requests to God. You can make your request known to God without even praying. You can just and decree it, but you've got to walk up right and he'll give you the desires of your heart. So you need, you, you need to expand your quality of prayer life. And the way you do that is by developing a sincere heart, set a time, uh, set a time with God with interruption privileges throughout the day for God to interrupt. Have a standard of scripture because the scripture introduces us as to how to pray. Look in the scripture and find out how people pray and adapt the word of God as your common language. And, and, and that's something that the church today is not doing. We're trying to make common vernacular spiritual language. And the natural man cannot obtain the things of God, neither does he know them. The wisdom of the world or the wisdom of God is foolishness to the world. And so many people are so programmed in the world, they don't know how to be spiritual. And we used to say stupid statements like, you're so super spiritual, you're no earthly good. It is impossible to be spiritually superior and be no earthly good because you are a spirit created in the likeness of God, and God seeketh those to worship him in spirit and in truth. Change your language. Learn how to pray and have special times and learn how the standard of scriptures are awakening and then have a spiritual awakening through the power of the Holy Ghost and give space to grow and develop your prayer life. If you're still praying, now lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to pee, and if I die before I wake, your prayer life is limited and you need to grow and expand, and it's because you haven't given God time to show you how to pray. At least the disciples knew in Matthew 6 that, Lord, teach us how to pray, because obviously there was a methodology of them praying that was incorrect, and when they heard Jesus pray and they saw the results of his prayer life, they increased their quality of living because they leaned not to their own understanding and all their ways acknowledge him and allowed him to direct their path. And when God directs your path and teaches you how to pray according to his will, you'll see the things of, of your life um, improve. And I cannot neglect for you to understand that you need, you need the power of the Holy Spirit with evidence, because it is the Holy Spirit that enables us to live the Christian life. And if you have the evidence of the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues, you will have a greater accuracy. You'll have a system by the Holy Spirit, and you'll be anointed to edify or to build yourself up. Now, God sees in secret. The, the Scripture says the one who sees in secret will reward you openly. 
So you want to make certain that in your personal time you are praying in the secret place. The secret place implies that prayer is a personal pursuit, a passion released through the spirit and a pattern behavior. And if you don't have the discipline to pray on a regular basis, my God, I don't know what you're doing and calling yourself a Christian. If you are a Christian, you're sensitive to the spirit of God because you are dead to the world and the sins and the passions thereof, and you are alive to the spirit. And the only way you can be alive to, be, to the spirit is to be sensitive to the spirit. And the only way to be sensitive to the, to the spirit is to be in the presence of the spirit. And the presence of the spirit is awakened when you communicate to God. Hallelujah, because you get God's attention. The advantage of seeing, seeing from God's perspective pertaining to prayer is that you obtain God's insight for life. You attack supernatural, you, you attract supernatural knowledge when you're accustomed to supernatural experience. And then you obtain answers through, uh, through ageless, ageless, uh, ageless perspective because God gives you prophetic foresight so that you can see ahead. Now, there are things that, that you can do um, to, to, um, to enhance your perspective on sight because a lot of times people's prayer lives are often shallow because they don't see the reward of praying. Now, I'm going to go a few minutes over, but we're going to pray. Um, and we'll close with uh, this, this last portion. Amen. We're almost there. Um, there are things that God does to enhance our prayer life. He introduces us to the power of the Holy Spirit. He illustrates consequences for blindness and, uh, uh, and um, uh, blindness of, in Scripture. So, and then he uh, he illustrates consequences, and then he he eliminates or illuminates access that we have with Him. So, as we pray, the Holy Spirit gives us power. It illustrates consequences to the blindness of those who don't pray and then it illuminates access that we have. Now, things that God gives us uh, uh, mankind to see what he sees. Because God wants you to be able to see so you can pray like The Colossians says, if you be risen with Christ, set your mind on things above and not things on earth where Christ is seen at the right hand of the Father, whoever makes the intercession for us. So, um, Colossians chapter 1. We need to Understand that that God in our prayer time will will change our perspective, and He will change our perspective to have a purpose through predestination. That's number one, and then a passion through His love, and then power through His spirit. And I want you to say this to yourself: purpose, passion, and power. And those are those are the pursuits that people try to achieve without God. So, you know, if they're doing it without God and they're attaining some success in it, imagine what you could do with God in the will of God. Because God is love. God has passion for us. That he gave us only begotten son that whoever believed in him would have everlasting life. And, 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 and we have everlasting life through the power of the Holy Spirit because we're one with God. He needs joins the Lord is one spirit with him. Amen. So, now... We need to find out what prayer was meant to be, and that's where we're closing and we'll get into prayer. Uh, prayer was meant to be a place that only you and God can go to discover each other's relationship. That's really what it's all about. It is not a wish list. 
I'm sorry to tell you that. You know, I can go to, he can't work it out. God is not working it out. You got to work it out. You got to work out your own soul salvation with fear and trembling. You know what Philippians chapter 2.13 tells you. Amen. He's already worked it out. While you try to figure it out, God has already worked it out because he made known the end from the beginning. Prayer is meant to be a channel to focus your energy on the things that matters most. And that is finding out what, why, and when, and who the will of God is for your life. So in finding the will of God, and don't distort prayer by inserting your own objectives and directives. That's why so many people don't really get a, a benefit out of prayer, because it's about them and not about him. And then thirdly, prayer is meant to acquaint you with the advantages of divine power. It's a schoolmaster set to mature you, to perfect you in the nature of Christ. And then prayer is meant for you to experience fellowship with things from above. And you can't be looking like and, and communicating things that, are, that you're dealing with on earth and get a heavenly perspective. you got to ascend to the hill of the Lord. you got to seek those things which are above and look higher at things. So sometimes you got to put, in order to pray, you got to put, push past the present situation and focus about him. Old Saint said, forget about yourself and concentrate on him and worship him. And worship can only be done in spirit and in the truth. Amen. So prayer is meant to find answers that your heart seeks because those that seek him, my Lord, they find him. Well, I'm out of time, but never out of context. I believe we got a lot out of spiritual masterminds, and we're going to continue this one day, and next week we're going to pick up back up on our great series, but I thought it was very important that we, we, we give a foundation, uh, and it begins with allowing God to alter your mind. Let's pray. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that through our study of finding who Jesus is and how he operated so we can, we can be imitators of that aspect of his life, Father, I pray that the word of God will resonate in the hearts of your, your children and they would cause, cause, cause a consecrated walk to be refined in your presence. Holy Spirit, I ask you to open up their eyes and understanding to the relevance of sinking into the plans of God in this hour, sinking into the sensitivities that you reveal to us and not just emotional ambitions and requests that mean no value and hold no virtues of your wisdom and insight for living. God, I pray that through time we will learn your ways and walk in your statutes and we will be people after your own heart. And as a result of experiencing your heart, we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Holy Spirit, I ask you to convict the world of sin and to awaken righteousness within the hearts of your children that they would come to the realization of the hour of prayer that is at hand. Let us pray and learn to communicate with our Heavenly Father so that we too can be as obedient as the Lord Jesus Christ and produce the virtues and the manifestations of your will. Thank you for this confidence that we have in you, that you illuminate our minds, that you speak to our hearts, that you protect us and you affirm us in your power with your promises and with your presence. We pray to you, and we trust you with our very own lives. We thank you for the privilege to be able to study your word and to find out more about you. And Father, I pray that those that have not come to the knowledge of the truth, 
that have been blinded by the God of this world that keeps them distracted from the futile thinking and the futile imaginations and the trickery of false forms of predestinations and purposes. Father, many are the plans of a man's heart, but it's your purpose that prevails. Align us to your path, that the light of your path would cause an awakening of the light within our hearts and awaken us to be men and women of God and men and, and women that produce the presence and the power of God on earth as it is in heaven. Let your power be made known. Holy Spirit, do what only you can do. Touch the heart and awaken the dead in you. Cause that same life that resonated in the Lord Jesus to be made evident in our virtuous life, our convictions and our victory systems. Lord, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, Lord, glory, I thank you for your anointing. Hallelujah. Oh, bless your name, my Father. But it says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Say, I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, and that God raised Jesus from the dead. I thank God for the work that he did for me at Calvary. Now, if you pray that you're saved, get into a born-again believing church and ask God to fill you with his precious Holy Spirit. And I'm going to pray right now for those that desire an enlightenment from the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord, just like you descended on the Lord Jesus at, at the Jordan River when he was declared uh, a servant and, and chosen of God. I pray, Father, that tongues of fire will sit on those complacent in the spirit and that you would cause them to speak with utterances that cannot be uh, 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 grasped with the native tongue. I thank you, Lord, for the power of the Holy Ghost being dispersed and that those that have not spoken would speak with the utterance as the spirit enables them. Father, I thank you, Lord, that they would come in contact with a greater revelation of who you are within them. Father, you would awaken characteristics of the Holy Ghost that are irrefutable, that are evident that they have the Spirit of God alive and abiding on the inside of them. I thank you for fruits of the Spirit being evident in their life, that they would walk the Christian walk that has been enlightened within them. Thank you, Lord, that even now as I pray, there are people that will be filled with the evidence of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' precious name, in Jesus' precious name. I thank God you tonight. God bless you and good night. Good night. God bless you. I'll see you next Thursday. Join me. Let somebody know we're on every Thursday from 6.30 to 7.05. God bless you.